0: Welcome to Be the Evidence podcast with Susan Grace and Aubrey Mass. Hi there. Welcome to Be the Evidence. Susan and I wanted to let you know that be the is up and running. It's our community platform where we really put practice everything that we speak about within the weekly podcast. So within the platform of be the evidence.live, you will get real-time text notifications as the energies shift, as planets move, as there is awareness happening around. Um, how to deepen our practice into presence. You also get guided meditations and intuited images to work on within a meditation and journaling practice. There's lifestyle and presence practices suggestions as well as recipes to help support your becoming. We also will have live calls there where you can interact with us, get monthly forecasts on what's to come, have live Q&A sessions, and so much more. We would love for you to join us and be part of the community of becoming and being the evidence of what we all truly know is possible.
1: I hope to see you there. I feel like we should what? I feel like we should mention what you were just telling me, which I did not know. You can vote right now. Oh yeah, you can vote. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, that's where I've been telling my students every day. I'm like, "The, the polls are still open. You can go. Go do it now before there's a huge long line
1: and you're standing in line. I thought it was like something weird, like absentee. You had to register or whatever to early vote, but you can just go, just go vote. Just if go you're vote. Re- if you're registered, go vote. Go vote. It's so easy to do. I would
0: highly recommend it. Like it was literally a two minute deal, like in and out, no lines, nothing. And then you don't have to deal with it, especially um on the 6th because I'm sure people are going to be out
1: there will be lines on there will the be 6th, lines yeah right. yep yeah
0: so there's I your wonder, public service announcement yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> go vote right right. Right now. yep we don't care how you vote just go do it just do it yeah. <laughs> so um we're recording on halloween mm-hmm. i love halloween
0: like the scorpio day it's so good i was teaching cooking classes all day yesterday to my students and several of them were already dressed up right and i was like (laughs) they were like oh it's so much fun and i was like i know like i've heard so many people this year being like i wish we could just celebrate halloween year round like with having like by our house they have these huge blow-up cats and they are sitting on people's roofs and they just turn their head back and forth right like (laughs)
1: how much fun would that be for like an extended amount of time like this is what you see (laughs) I think that's interesting because uh, we were talking before about how people who are not used to Scorpio energy Mm -hmm. will will become very intense and lit up during this season and be like oh god I think I'm dying and then if we're like people who are used to Scorpio energy because we have placements there right we're like, if you would look at this, the other eleven months, you'd be fine right now. Right. <laughs> so, if we had a little bit of creepy going on all year, you'd be scared. You'd <laughs> be fine.
0: So true. So true.
1: So, um, today, yep. Venus retrogrades back into Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Mercury goes into Sagittarius, both today, I think, right? That is going to let up on the Scorpio energy. Everyone, yeah, is going to get some relief. I
0: already um, feel that. Like, I woke up this morning and was like, I think I can breathe a little bit deeper. Like, I don't feel so charged.
1: Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, I'm noticing in readings and on social media with my wall that people are talking about um, feelings of feeling hollow mm-hmm. and feeling like they're a little bit scared about survival. Mm-hmm. This is Scorpio season, jacked yeah. up with four, four placements in Scorpio. Two of those are leaving the sign today. So mm-hmm. it'll be a little less of that still have jupiter and scorpio until november 8th and then you know we've got another three weeks or whatever right uh, uh sun and scorpio so we're still in it but it's not so intense goodness that's mm-hmm. good I, um when you were saying that i was
0: pulling a card from one of my it's a spirit animal oracle and it, it, the card is um the owl spirit and then the message of it is like you can see clearly now There's a relief um, unfolding in front of you, and are you feeling overwhelmed and overpowered by all that you're sensing? Because now is the time that you get to breathe into it and release it.
1: Excellent. Yes. Yep. There's a couple things about these shifts today. Mm -hmm. One is Mercury going into Sagittarius; it's entering into shadow. Because okay. Mercury retrograde is going to happen within Sagittarius in November. Um, and we're going into a territory of considering that hope is alive. There are unlimited possibilities. And our beliefs dictate the world we live in. We're going to retrograde back through here. I looked forward into the chart when that happens. And I think when we retrograde back through here, there will be a question of, are we sure hope is alive? We Mm -hmm. sure? So hold on to the feeling of now, considering, yes, hope is alive. We have unlimited possibilities. Come on, we're fine. Remember that, because we're going to go back through here. Venus retrograding back into Libra. Venus rules Taurus and Libra. I've heard other astrologers talking about how Venus is going to find relief in Libra. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. Right. Because Venus has been in the underworld during her retrograde cycle. She will go back into the underworld when she goes direct. When she pops up into Libra, I think that she's kind of beat up. I think she feels raw. She feels exposed. She feels like she's had to admit what she wants and what she doesn't want. She's had to look at the things that are holding her back. And when she pops into Libra today, I think that she's going to look around and go, this isn't fair. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, wherever it falls in your chart, right? So whether it's your job, this isn't fair. Your relationship, this isn't fair. Um, What you're being paid, this isn't fair. Having to live where you don't like living isn't fair. Whatever, wherever it falls in your chart, this isn't fair. She's having to admit that. Libra energy uh, goes into wanting things to be fair and even and beautiful and flowing. But when there's injustice or fairness being way out of whack, Libra will react and make it right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're going to be looking at. I think that people are going to start looking up and going, I'm exhausted, but I have to do something about this. It's not fair. And I think we'll, we'll, we'll need to consider ourselves in fairness, not just everyone else, like not just making it fair for everyone, else, but except us, we have to include ourselves in the evaluation of fairness. Oh, that's hard. It's
0: hard when we go back to like that last conversation we were just having about the people pleasing aspect and like always doing things for other people and cutting ourselves out of the deal, making ourselves as small as possible, you know, staying in relationships because, oh, well, if I just showed them how much I love them or how much I believe in them, then therefore I'll be exalted at some point in time like that, or even staying in our job that we feel heartless in, right? that's hard to factor ourselves back into, well, what is truly fair? Um, at least for me, I think I get triggered on that. Cause there's like an egoic aspect of it of like, Oh, well, who am I to say this is fair to me? Right? Like it, like that's that small piece of like, I need to stay small because otherwise I'm living in this egoic place where everything is dictated upon my ego and oh, I deserve more, right? Like that I'm somehow entitled in
1: a different aspect. Um, that is, I think, speaking to the node about to switch to, mm-hmm. the, the north node is about to go into cancer on the 6th. It'll, because the, the nodes go in the opposite direction as the planets, right? So right. whenever it goes into a sign, it immediately hits the testing three. Immediately, Mm -hmm. it's at 29. And I think that people are going to feel very sensitive to the fact that we think that if we care a lot for people, they're going to care back. Right. And that is not the case. No. No. Sometimes you care too much to the point that you're getting drained out and Mm -hmm. you're getting nothing back and you get used. Yep. You get used. That's similar to what we're talking about with Venus retrograding back into Libra. Mm-hmm. Where are you playing it small? Where are you thinking that if you're very giving and selfless, they're going to give back, and they don't? Mm-hmm. And then you have to draw lines. Okay. Venus Venus's lesson in Scorpio right now is sometimes you have to draw lines to reinforce what you do and do not want for yourself. you have to feel something feel something where where are you comfortable and where are you not where are you wanting where are you lacking where are you giving where are you drained oh
0: i'm getting pummeled on that aspect right now pummeled Mm -hmm. completely beaten alive right of where do i draw lines at where are my boundaries what do I stand for? What am I not willing to give on? And it's triggering some really deep beliefs within myself of like, oh, but if I, if I draw a line for myself, then I'm a
1: bitch. You're super bitchy. That's right. Oh, if I
0: draw a line for myself, then I just think that I'm all high and mighty and I'm entitled. Who am I to think that? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm unraveling big thought patterns there that are really indicative to me of how deeply entrenched and entrained I have been in society to make sure that I am there for everybody else's good graces, everybody else's care, everybody else's caretaking, just to appease, and that secondarily I I come. And how I don't believe that that's actually just a storyline for me. Like I can see that with clients I sit with. I can see that with people in the collective that we have this swapped, Persona of, oh, I put them first, and then I will be exalted. Then I will
1: be able to stand up for myself. Then I can draw boundaries, if ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Scorpio is in charge of boundaries. Scorpio hates being in charge of boundaries. <laughs> hates it so much. He told you why did I day? draw this straw? God. He told you that the other day. It Was like I'm getting
0: beat up on boundaries, and I hate it. I don't like drawing boundaries. Yeah.
1: it's not it's not fun it's not fun for even Scorpio (laughs) nobody likes it Mm -mm. we all think if you just behave I wouldn't have to do this right that's how it feels like oh god don't make me do this nobody wants to be in the position of having to draw a line yeah but then I always go back to this piece about like well isn't that
0: about our voices like for me, it's about my voice that I'm always in that mentality of like, well, I shouldn't have to say this. I shouldn't have to tell you this. It should be really clear that this is a boundary without even needing to be like, articulated. But then when I like dissect that even deeper, it's about me having a unwillingness to use my voice, to stand in my truth and to say, this does not work for me. Here is my boundary. That makes me uncomfortable. Then mm-hmm. that's where my growth happens. And I also think that that's part of the where the place that we've maintained smallness a lot of times is not utilizing our voices to stand for our boundaries.
1: Don't you think that that's a side effect of suppression? Yes, I absolutely do. We're told, do, do as you're told, keep quiet. Yep. And you'll be rewarded with a paycheck, with a status, with a title, with we do
0: it as children with a gold star. Children. You mm-hmm. sit there, you be quiet, and I'll give you a gold star. If you're really lucky, I might give you a candy at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Like we've been
1: entrenched in that mentality. Yeah, I'm be- as those systems are collapsing with uh, Pluto and Saturn and Capricorn, right, building up to 2020 when Jupiter will be here too. I'm becoming fascinated with. Where does that come from? Hmm. Who started that? Who started with, I'm going to control all these people? Wh- wh- why? <laughs> why would you do that? Mm-hmm. How, who thought that's a great idea? Right. Rather than building webs and cooperating and exalting people's individuality, who thought that was a great idea? There's probably an answer that I just don't know about mm-hmm. but I'm starting to wonder I'm starting to I'm starting to have as it's as it's starting to crumble I'm starting to go that's interesting how did we get here
0: hmm the how curtain's get- being pulled back for you
1: yeah uh-huh. because it's grip is loosening yeah right like the, the grip around us we're starting to go oh I can walk out of here Wow mm-hmm. who built this right
0: yeah, the veil is becoming thinner. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend this weekend about how um, the more and more we start we step into our intuitive work and into the consciousness, how thin the veil becomes, whether it's like being able to move multiple timelines or seeing figures that are not on this in this life anymore, right? Like whatever it may be, like, or receiving messages that are definitely not from this current reality right like that the veil is becoming even thinner and i think it's so interesting to me that the veil is thinning at the same time that we are also pulling this curtain back on like patriarchy crumbling right like that they're coinciding together in this beautiful way that i'm like wow that's interesting
1: (laughs) (laughs) i find it fascinating that the more the veil thins the more conscious we become the simpler it gets Right. right it's not complicated no being alive is not complicated. Yep. We've made it complicated with suppression and fear and control mechanisms and insecurities and trauma and hurting each other, hurting ourselves. Yeah. Oh my God. Just fucking stop. I think it's so interesting because like, um,
0: I know you and I both have sat with Slade Robertson for his podcast and he talks about this a lot. Um, in his podcast, Shift Your Spirits, where he goes, you know, intuition's not hard. But we've made it so difficult, just like we've made conscious living so hard, like we've bought into it that there's got to be this pull and I'm going to struggle and I've got to sharpen my intuitive skills. Or that it is natural to you. And when you step into it, like there's this grace and ease that unfolds in front of you that you're like, really? It's this easy?
1: Yeah, it's simple. Yeah. I, I want to spell his name for people who are listening because yeah. I, his podcast is important. Yeah. Um, so first name is S L A D E mm-hmm. Robertson R O B E R S O N Slade Robertson. Um, yeah, it's simple. Whenever I talk to people in readings about like how do I trust what I feel? How do I? How do I know I'm getting messages or whatever? It, I'm like just just pretend it's real. Right. <laughs> pretend it's real. Entertain it. <laughs> yeah. Pretend that when you feel like something's bad, it might be. Right. It is bad. Right. Pretend that whenever, um, like who cares if it's just your imagination right. that your deceased father's talking to you? Who cares? Right. If it's just your imagination that's giving you something important, just go with it. It's fine. Right. Don't yeah. go with it if you're causing harm. Okay? Right. I don't, I don't want to get it twisted. I'm just saying like, Give in more. Give in more to how it's not complicated. It's not. We've had institutions and messages telling us to jump through hoops, meet a goal, do as you're told, mind a message on purpose. They're trying to keep us under control. If you let go of all of those, we're just alive. Yeah. We're alive. Yeah, it makes me think of um, what you were
0: talking about with Venus and Libra. Like, from my personal experience, the more and more I sought to turn off my intuition or disregard it or not listen to it, the harder I felt like life became, right? The more I felt beat up in my receiving, my inability to receive life because I was fighting against my intuitive nature, right? And then on the opposite hand, the more I was like, okay, I am intuitive. I am a receptacle for life, for universe, for spirit. What's the worst that could happen if I were to listen to that? If I were to honor that, what kind of balance could I bring into my life? And then all of a sudden, things started easing up a little bit, right? Like I was out of relationships where I was turning that off. Like I was not doing work that was not in alignment with my true calling. It was amazing to me that like, how hard I fought to tune off my intuition and to tune off my ability to receive from life. And then how equally easy it becomes when you're just like, well, I, that's hard. Why would I choose that continuously? If all of life, if we are truly infinite beings and all of life is meant to come to us with ease and joy, then it's meant to come with us with ease and joy. What's the worst that could happen if we're tuning into our intuitive knowings, whether they are a conversation with an animal that's not really there or a tree that's standing in front of us, telling us wisdom from who knows where.
1: I think that that for a lot of people, the answer will be, well, you could fall off the deep end. You could uh, decide heroin's awesome. You know, Right, right. <laughs> you do all kinds of things you could be like fuck this job and screw my bills you know right. yeah and i think that that speaks to mercury going into sagittarius where we're going to have a mercury retrograde right. we have unlimited possibilities right hope is always alive and be willing to stand up for what you truly believe in do you truly believe that you should be in a heroin den do right. you truly believe that right probably not probably not you probably If you were to lean into what you truly believe in, you probably believe that you should be participating in building a new world. You probably believe that you belong in unleashing liberation. You probably believe in creating a legacy for yourself and for your children. Right. probably what you truly believe in, not things that destroy you or the planet or your family or your friends. Right. You probably don't believe in destruction ultimately. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's such an interesting phenomenon about like believing in destruction and the way we act out about it. Like I was um, sitting with my son's teacher and we were having this very conversation about how easy it is from her perspective as a caregiver that children can get fed this destructive quality, either from like what they're watching on television or what they're hearing from their parents, right? Like, or friends that they're around. And then how equally that can shift. And her point was like, if we shift into more of the feminine, into the receiving of into this natural way of being with one another, where we're sitting in communion, we're sitting in a circle where we're having like one-on-one conversation and I'm looking in your eyes and I'm receiving what you are speaking to that all of a sudden there's a softness there and destruction's not allowed. Like it's not even part of the equation. It cannot enter in in any aspect. Yeah, like
1: kindness for yourself, mm-hmm. kindness for the web that you're within, mm-hmm. kindness for the vulnerable is natural. Yeah. It's, it's trauma from overwhelming controlling forces that wears that away, mm-hmm. that feeds you a message that is not natural to you. It's just not. It's not who you are having to pull yourself out of that one of the one of the surprising things that i'm seeing that i did not anticipate in the six or so years that i've been walking people forward to this moment in time is that the fall of patriarchy the fall of control mechanisms involves getting it out of our bones Mm -hmm. it has gotten into our bones. I did not see it coming.
0: No, you and I talked about that this weekend where I think you and I had operated under the premise that when we watched the patriarchy fall, that it was going to be something we witnessed outside of our homes, something we watched on the television screen, something we saw within our cities, not that it was actually going to be falling within our
1: home. In your living room, in your right. body, in your brain, right. in your spirit, in your soul. Yeah. Having that come up it's so raw. Yeah. It's so raw to be like, whoa, I've got hurt that goes back a long way. Mm-hmm. If past lives as part of your belief system. It goes back multiple lifetimes. Right. I mean, like, why did you sign up for suffering in the first place? That right. kind of shit. Right. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. I think people misread Chiron. Mm-hmm. People misread Chiron as coming in to make you hurt more. That is not what he is doing. No. He is saying this is an actual hurt and we're going to let this be over now.
0: The wounded healer.
1: Healer, the, not the, punisher. Right, the healer. Yeah, right, You're healing out of the wounding. That is the purpose of Chiron. Right. And and he's in Pisces right now and he's mm-hmm. getting us ready for a stent of going through Aries. When he mm-hmm. goes direct again, he'll go through Aries and it'll be healing how we've hurt ourselves and each other. And at the moment, I think that a lot of people feel like that's not possible. Mm-hmm. We have hurt too much. Ch- uh, Chiron is at 28, I believe now, and it's trending into Jupiter and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing up the truth of our trauma. And it's saying, you're not meant to stay here. Right. You're meant to heal out of it. And if we can get this message in our head, in our heart, if we can open up and let Chiron heal the places we can't reach, then we can go forward with Chiron and Aries and start to liberate. Chiron between Pisces and Aries happens around liberation movements. We have to let go of the shame of the destruction we've caused and heal it, come out of it, fix it. I think the issue
0: for me, what I see around Chiron um, in the woundings that I have incurred and that I have inflicted on other people is that they're so multidimensional. And we talked about this in the last podcast that it requires such presence and such consciousness to look at all of the places that I have contributed and that I've held onto my wounds where all of the storylines I've created, because I mean, it's sort of like it's completely like we inflict a wound right? Like a physical wound, we get cut. And then all the cells rush there to scab it over, to fight the inflammation. And then we form scar tissue. And then we move about our day and about our years, right? But there's still the scar tissue there that holds the cellular memory of what that trauma was that actually took place on our skin level, on subdermal level. And it's like finding out what is beneath that scar tissue Is so taxing and tiring because it's really a lot easier to be like, oh, I'm pushing on my shoulder. I got in a car accident. I can feel that bumping around. Like I can feel that I get reactive when somebody pushes me in a certain way or when they say certain things and I'm triggered, right? Like that's the scar tissue coming up. But digging underneath that and seeing what was the actual truth of the trauma, that's more like
1: taxing and requires more presence. And it requires brave vulnerability. Yeah. When you think back to a wound and you go, okay, well, this happened and it hurt. Okay. What got you there? Mm-hmm. Go back further. Right. I got to a root of mine recently and I thought I was done. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. It goes back further. Right. Further. Yep. Past lives happens to be part of my belief system. Right. It goes back to why I have experienced this in multiple lifetimes. Why, why, why do I put myself here? Why? And it's not because I'm bad. Right. It's not. It's more than that. Yeah. Can it's we just make that. a statement
0: like to erase that like verbiage of I'm bad, I am wrong. Like that whole mentality is what keeps us small.
1: Right. Right. It's not, it's not because you're bad. Right. It's because you're trying to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You're trying to understand who you are. We go into unconsciousness and find all the ways that we're not right. You are not destruction. You are not a thief. You are not an addict. You may be living that out right now. But that's mm-hmm. not who you are. Right. Ultimately, that's not who you are. And I'm going to get weird here. This is not the only way to discover who you are. This human being step, the mm-hmm. bullshit that we do, this darkness and separation and destruction. There's other ways to discover who you are right. in other dimensions, other planets, other timelines that don't involve this. Absolutely. I say it all the time. This is the skid row of consciousness. Oh, yep. my God. Why do we do this? Right. Why do we do this? We're hard on ourselves. Very hard. Yeah. We don't need to be this hard on ourselves. We can come back to peace. Yeah. That's where I'll meet you.
0: Thank you for listening in to the Be The Evidence podcast with Susan and I. We are really grateful that you are here, that you're showing up, that you're willing to be seen, and that you're exploring these conversations. Thank you. If you're curious at all about the offerings and the readings that Susan and I do, I would really urge you to go to our websites. There you will find a lot more information about who we are and the services that we have. Susan can be found at susangrace.org and I can be found at aubreycara.co. For all of our listeners of the podcast, we have set up a Patreon page specific to you guys. There you will find... Um, services that are not available to anyone else. And you can find us on patreon.com backslash be the evidence podcast. When you're there, there are two different options for you to have access to a guided meditation and or a reading with Susan and I both. If you ever have any questions or comments or feelings that you'd love to share or stories about how the podcast is resonating with you. We would love to hear them. Please feel free to reach out to us at be the evidence podcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, please know we are deeply grateful for all the ways that you are showing up. We see you, we hear you, we feel you. Thank you.